Last time on In Vain. Um, it was very much a typical day mining um, the metals, the uranium and everything else and all that jazz. Um, her pickaxe hadn't been working, so she was clawing at the ground with her hands and causing the bandages to be stained with both blood and dirt and various other things in there. Um, and she looked over and she saw one of the guards driving a truck over to pick up the various things that they collected, except due to it being snowy, the truck slipped and spun out of control and headed towards one of the younger girls, um, Talia. And without even thinking, Yolva just ran over and pushed her out of the way and got under, got hit by the truck. And yeah, that was the day she stopped. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of In Vain Valpurgisnacht. I am Tessa, your Dice Dragon mom, or your RPG mom, whichever one you prefer. You can find me on Twitter at SelkieDreams. And my favorite vampire is... Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Once More with Feeling today, so I'm going to have to go with uh, with Spike from Buffy even though I'm sure there are more vampires that I like better than him, but at the moment I can't think of any, so. And hi, everyone. My name is Shady Kiwi, and I am the host of Introverts Guild. I also play Elsa in this podcast, but you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, it's pretty much it, and on Twitch, at, on Introverts Guild. Uh, my favorite vampire is actually the four vampires from Nightmare for Christmas. Oh, very nice. I like those choices. Um, hello, I am Fennec, your favorite neighborhood RPG floof. Um, anywho, my favorite vampire would have to be the one that got me into them all, and that would be Morbius, the living vampire from the Marvel Spider-Man comics. That one wins. I, I'm trying to show my nerd cred. And I am Chad. I am the storyteller of In Vain. Uh, you can find me at Chadlicious on Twitter and some other podcast thing that I do, which is not important at this moment. But my all-time favorite vampire from literature is Lestat de Lioncourt, it's the original bad boy vampire. You do have to show your, your nerd cred if you can be on the show, by the way. We take that very seriously here. No, I ain't got nothing to prove to nobody. Thank you, all of Captain <laughs> Marvel. I don't have to prove anything to you. Ugh, Captain Marvel. Right? Also, I forgot a uh, Twitter handle, at the Fennec Wolf. Uh, that's pretty much everything I use. So, yeah, find me there. Also, Lestat and Louis were such co-parents. All right. So, who wants to play Vampire? I do. Me. All right. Let's play some vampire. So we are going to pick up weeks from our last episode. Elsa and Dallas have put the club together, have hired an electrician, took out whatever loans were needed to get this club up and running. Before we get to the opening of the club, uh, Elsa, was there anything special that you wanted to do in addition to getting the club ready? I want to tell Gregory about it. Okay. 
So you actually do sit down with Gregory and Christina for coffee at some point. Yeah. Okay. And you tell them about your club opening. Do you invite them to come to the grand opening? Elsa's very reluctant to because after what happened to Christina, she's kind of scared that and basically because she's been introduced to the entire vampire world that she's afraid that her mortal best friend is going to be put in danger. But she invites them because they haven't seen her in forever. And Christina has been constantly trying to call Elsa over the phone and trying to get in touch with her and trying to get her to go to beer gardens and whatever. And hopefully Christina has been telling her about the fact that no one has bothered her since uh, the last incident. So yeah, it's me winking, by the way. <laughs> yes. Actually, Gregory and Christina have been quite well. Christina actually did mention to you that uh, she was out in public maybe a week or so ago and actually did bump into Paul. Uh, his arm was in a cast. It looked like a pretty pretty severe cast. And you know, she was she was afraid that something would happen, but he noticed her, didn't say anything, and just quickly left the area. She thought it was kind of weird. Weird. I, I don't know how that happened. That's so strange. Uh, yeah, but glad that she uh, is safe now from no other reason. <laughs> and was Elsa also wanting to, to meet with Werner every so often to learn more about Clan Bruja and what it means to be one of the Philosopher Kings? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Like, she's going back and forth between family and learning how to be a bruja. And um, she's, like, totally paying attention to everything that he has to say. And she's got her notebook out. And she actually, like, ran out of paper. So she got a new notebook. And she's, like, kind of, like, doodling on it. And saying, like, this is my notebook and whatever. And, but, yeah, she's totally, like, fixed on like like listening to Werner. This is kind of like her own like version, I guess, of being being in a being in a professor's dorm or office, teacher's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> teacher's classroom, so to speak. So Werner is the teacher and you are the willing student. So any uh, he will educate you on just about any history that you want. Uh, the, of course, he's going to tell you everything that Bruja know about Carthage. And that's something for a different time. And what about Dallas? What is Dallas doing during this time as you're getting the club going? Uh, Dallas is spending most of her time at the club, uh, probably since she's been doing a lot of the physical labor, uh, focusing on that. Um, also, uh, visiting Heidi's to hang out with uh, Joe as much as possible. If she's willing to let Dallas hang around, um, Dallas obviously doesn't feed at Heidi's. So it's not like she's invading uh, her feeding territory, but is very respectful of the fact that that's, you know, Heidi's that's uh, Joe's area. Um, in okay. addition, Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say Joe is open to just hanging out with you guys. Joe, Joe and Otto don't 
spend every single night at Heidi's. There are a few nights a week when you know that they're there and you guys go and you play pool and you hang and you talk about vampire stuff. Yep. And then the other thing she would have arranged is using a, um, she would have, uh, using a, a post office box that was, uh, you know, in public, she would have sent, uh, her dad a little, uh, care package, um, and made sure it wasn't, you know, traceable to her or anything like that, but just kind of send him a little something says everything's okay. Um, and then set it with just dash S and a little heart and just a couple of little things. She's not going to say anything about the club opening or anything like that. because She doesn't want him anywhere near that just in case. Okay. And one other question I had for Elsa. So, uh, Peter, your new friend. Oh, I forgot about Peter. Oh, no. <laughs> Quick question. So where we last left off, you had given him a taste of your blood. Are you going to complete the ghouling process and therefore blood bond him to you over the course of three nights? Does that wear off? You would have to give him a regular infusion of your blood once a month to keep the ghoul, the ghouling process going. But the blood bond doesn't typically weaken unless there's no... Uh, no blood for at least a year. Okay, so it's been three weeks, not four. So, uh, can I wait another week to give it to him? Because I'm still not sure if I want to keep him or not. Okay, it has to be three drinks within uh, a year. Okay. Go, go for that. And Peter has, he has kind of calmed down a little bit since, you know, you're, he's staying with you and gets to see you every night. He's kind of calmed down on the whole, you know, cut my veins open and drink for me kind of thing. <laughs> God. Yeah, finally. I think Elsa's threatened him a few times. Like, if you don't, if you don't stop being a weirdo, I'm going to kick you out. Like, that kind of thing. Okay, so he stops being quite so weird. But he does try to make himself useful. Uh, another question that I had. So with this club opening, are you... Are there other employees involved in this? We didn't think about other employees, did we? Yes, there are other employees involved. Uh, Dallas did, did absolutely think of it. We have a bartender, because Dallas is running security and bouncing, basically, um, Elsa is host slash, uh, performer. So we have, you know, a bartender, a dishwasher, um, a couple, um, circling waiters and waitresses, um, very light skeleton staff. Probably if you have waiters, none of, none of our employees are ghouls. We just want to make that clear. Like, no, you don't even, we didn't make that many ghouls. Imagining that Dallas and Elsa like talked about it and planned it out and be like, okay, we got like, you know, waitresses and waiters and bartenders and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they talked about the electricity being done because Peter, you know, took care of that. So, yeah. Oh, oh. And because Peter was able to go out in the sun, Elsa's going to hand the hair dye over to Dallas that she was talking about 
that she's going to hand her two favorite colors and she's like, I appreciate everything you're doing and uh, hope you like this. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you're, you're, you're starting to look normal. I'm pretty scared for you right now. Um, same here. <laughs> oh, yay. Ooh, turquoise and purple. This will be fun. You got it. Right. And uh, Peter will help out during the opening when, wherever he is needed doing random things. So if we're going to get started, I need all of the players to roll 1d10. Take your result and divide that by two. And that is your hunger rating at the beginning of this game. So that's an eight. So Yova has hunger for. She's very hungry. She wants a snack. Uh, I rolled a three. So, okay, so round that down. Your hunger is a one. Nice. I have a three. All right. Uh, Elsa's hunger is also a one. Uh. Okay, it was uh, one anyway when I opened my sheet, so. Okay, great. So, like I said, we're jumping ahead in time a bit. Various things happened. Elsa and Dallas were able to keep their feeding going while they were doing the last little bit of getting the club opening. And now we are at the night of the grand opening of the club called Der Hexenleid, the witch's song. And, woo. and so how is this going? So Dallas, you are you are the the bouncer chief of security, so I'm guessing that you are standing by the door while there's a line letting people mm-hmm. in. Yes. Okay. And she uh, has allowed Elsa to give her goth suggestions, though she's refusing to wear a dress. Listen, or anything with sleeves, because <laughs> sleeves are bullshit. You don't have to wear any dress. Just put on some black lipstick and it'll be fine. I swear. It's good. Right. Just just wear a little bit of it and maybe like put on some like battle paint or something. I don't know. Actually, no, it takes us off. <laughs> so black lipstick and plaid, which sounds like a song by Atreyu. <laughs> it does. Right? Um... Yeah, it's, it's a black uh, plaid. It's it's a very subtle goth plaid. Yeah. Um, so Dallas is at the front door, making sure people get in. People of age get in. No underage people allowed. And so sixteen and over. Yes. Okay. Whatever the age limit was for Germany back then. Um, yeah. No twelve-year-olds getting in this bar. Uh, we already had problems with a twelve-year-old. <clears throat> Never mind. Um, uh, <laughs> That's called a flashback, folks. <laughs> it's called a... Yeah, whatever. Trauma. I'm sure I have a list of pe- of people who uh, we know are, you know, close invites that we are aware are coming that, you know, don't. Uh, did we discuss a cover fee? We're getting it. Probably not on opening night. We'll we'll just say that things are, are taken care of on the back end. All of the boring details will stay in the background. So Dallas is watching the front. What is Elsa doing as the club opens and P 
people start to trickle in and see what this club is all about. She's going up to everyone that's coming in. She's introducing herself. She's like, you know, saying, hello, how are you? Welcome to the club. Like, come in, like, try the drinks. Like, she's trying to be a good host, like, be a be a nice woman, you know, be classy about it. And like, you know, how was your day? Like, just trying to be nice as possible. Like, she's recognizing a few people from other clubs that she's been to. And they're like, you know, she's more connected to everyone. And she's bringing them in. And she's like, come and sit down. And there's like plenty of seats for people to sit down at. And she's like, I'm going to be performing soon. You know, you should totally check it out. And like, you know, I know everyone's going to... Like, I know you guys are going to enjoy that this time. I'm, you know, be super excited about it because it's opening night and we're all really jazzed up. Whatever. So. All right. So it sounds like you are just, you know, being welcoming, glad handing, being a good hostess. I want you to give me a charisma and etiquette role. And if you would like to use awe for your presence, you can. Oh, turn turning that awe on, awe all the way up, like yeah. Okay, so that would be about three, four, five dice for you. Oh wait, six dice because you have your etiquette specialty is the goth subculture. Fuck yeah, it is. I'm sorry. Heck yeah, it is. <laughs> She's trying to be classy, Chad. Indubitably. Yes, jolly good. Pinky's out. <laughs> We're in Germany, people. Um, six, 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 one, three, four. Triple six on the opening night! Double horn. Triple six on the goth etiquette roll. That is awesome. Fuck yeah! So you are doing a very good job of being the embodiment of the goth hostess to come in. Welcome to my parlor. Yeah, Bruja Hospitality, baby. And what else, what are you wearing since you are the host and you are performing tonight? What would Elsa wear? Oh my god. Um, I didn't even think about that. So she's wearing like, she looked up the most recent magazine, like goth weird magazine ever. And I don't even know if they existed back then, but she looked up the most trendiest goth uh, makeup that she could find and she put it on her face. And then she's got her hair actually a little spiked up and it's textured and everything. And she's actually shaved it on both sides again, like kind of like how mine is. And she's wearing this black velvet dress um, with... I think uh, the the frill part underneath, you know, what the to make it look poofier, and it's actually cutting like cutting off from her shoulders to her neck, and it's like two straps, the transparent part, two straps, and then going up to her neck like a choker. But the the part that cut off on her shoulders to her neck is transparent black, so it's all lace. So she's wearing nice stockings and black Mary Janes. With like pentacle, pentacle, pentagram buckles. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And as you are greeting the guests that are coming in, you notice that one of them uh, you've seen at Elysium before. This is this is Aisley, 
one of the other Tremere in the city, a red-haired vampire. And she comes in and she's wearing similar stuff with like a, like a, a pentacle crescent moon kind of motif to her dress. And she, she graciously accepts your invitation to enter and she finds a table just in the corner, unassuming, and is just interested in watching the show. I'm going to, like, add, like, kind of, like, you know, welcome her in and compliment her dress, like, body language-wise, by just, like, low, like, motioning my hand down my dress as is to say, like, I like your dress before she, like, walks away. So. She, she nods and smiles to you. I want to talk to her. But now or later? Whenever, because she looks like she doesn't want to be bothered she she just looks like she wants to watch people no no no. i mean if you were wanting to talk to her she would stay and make small talk with you and she looks around says this is a very very nice place inside and as she talks like she's speaking in german but with some of the words there's a slight like irish inflection oh really so as you as you see her like you see she has the red hair, the pale skin, she has some freckles and green eyes. She looks very Irish. But she's speaking German. I'm, I'm glad you could come by. Uh, you look very beautiful tonight. Oh, thank you. So do you. You look stunning. Uh, thank uh, you shouldn't have. Um, but uh, you are you are a Tremere, no? I've I seen you before. Yes, I am. I am a Tremere, a neonate, and I think we saw each other very briefly at the last Elysium. You plan on attending tomorrow, correct? Oh, yeah. Uh, without thought, absolutely. Uh, I'm sure Dallas would be excited to go as well. I'm sure. Oh, well, we can always talk more then, but if you. I mean, uh, she gestures to more and more people coming in. It's like, it looks like you may have a busy night on your hands. Oh, I'm definitely ready for that. I have a big performance I'm ready to show off. So I uh, hope you enjoy the night. Oh, you too. Good luck. As, yeah. see, I think, what what's the German expression? It's just break, break your leg and your neck? Uh, break a le- breaks the leg. I think. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. Afrika Sen. And uh, she goes off to talk to more people. Okay. And while this is going on, outside of the club, there are two undead women. Just looking at the crowd. Uh, Yulva. You and Sophia are standing outside in the darkness, seeing this club opening and seeing some of the people lining up. It's not like a huge line. It's just, it's a club opening. It does not look all that impressive. And Sophia turns to you and says, should we sneak in and have a look around? Uh as you'll say, be what? Party? Party breakers? Da? I'm still working on German. Yes, I don't mean we should go in and disrupt anything. Just observe. 
unseen. Bah. Sounds like fun. Um, I will say, uh, Sophia would notice there is a difference with Yulva's hair this time. It's no longer in a braid. It looks like somebody took butcher shears to it, so it's like this kind of punky, punk rock mess about to her neck. So what is uh, Yulva wearing tonight? Um, the same thing as she's been wearing the past few weeks, uh, jeans with the belt or with the, uh, no, she has a couple outfits. It's just, they're all the same outfit, (laughs) Chad, don't give me that look, but, um, blue jeans, combat boots, uh, wallet chain, uh, anarchy, tank top, uh, sweatshirt, and then patched punk leather jacket over the sweatshirt. Be still my punk little heart. Yes, and Sophia has decided to be a little more on the conservative side. Uh, just the pants that she's wearing are leather, but she's wearing a loose-fitting blouse that is, has a very deep, plunging neckline and is revealing a lot of scaly cleavage. Work it, girl. Yes, and she says, so I saw one of the waiters in the back taking a smoke break. Maybe we could sneak in that way. Taking a smoke break in my club. You're not there. Also, they have unions. <laughs> what? They have unions in Germany. We're like wait oh. staff. They're allowed to take breaks. It's legally required. We just got never mind. <laughs> I guess Ulva and Sophia are going to go around the back, obfuscated, of course, and then wait for the door to open and then go in. Bah. All right. So the both of you do so. It's pretty easy to get into places. And you go and you know, once you walk through the, the kitchen area, you step out to the main floor hidden and in a corner where you will be undisturbed while you watch people filter in. You see uh, Elsa. Uh, Sophia points her out to you, the, the woman with the the really dark dress and the the pentacle buckles and all of that, who's gracefully flitting around from guest to guest, kind of glad-handing and inviting them into her club. So so that is Elsa. That would be the bruja that thinks she's a Toreador. I I also want to say that the makeup she put on is black lipstick, like big, huge, like... A black eyeshadow, like her, her, her eyebrows are black essentially, and they're almost like cut, like they look like knives basically. And um, she's got a, I think like fake, I don't know when fake lashes were invented, but she's got fake lashes on. So that's her look. Morticia Adams going to the club. Yep. All right, so that gets pointed out to you. And uh, let's see. So while this is going on, Dallas, you are outside at the line, you know, letting people in. I mean, the club just opened, so you're kind of letting a lot of people in. People who look too young, you're asking for ID. And, you know, 16 years old, old enough to drink, welcome in. And as you're out there at the, uh, the velvet rope, a fancy-looking car pulls up to the side and you haven't seen this car before. It looks really nice. It looks like a Bentley. 
It's a really fancy car. And it stops on the, the street curb right in front of the club. And the door opens and the back door opens and out steps Lena looking very pretty, very nice dress, not goffed out, but wearing more of a darker uh, tone to her clothing. And she reaches her hand in the car and gently helps out uh, Fiorella Bianchi, her sire and the Toreador Primogen, out of the Bentley. And the car, they close the door and the driver of the car takes it somewhere. And Lena and Fiorella approach. They, they don't go in the line. They go straight to you, Dallas. Lena comes up to you and says, so he looks over at you, Dallas, and looks over at her sire and says, so the Countess Fiorella Bianchi would like to enter. And people in the line, they recognize her. Like, they're flipping out because the way they're responding, this person is actually nobility. She is a countess. And so people are, you know, they're they're talking to each other. It's like, there's a countess here. Oh, my goodness. And very, very excited buzz coming from the crowd. Of course, you're on the list. Welcome. She just immediately wrote it down, like, yep. <laughs> Countess Fiorelli. She had put pretty much anybody she had met from Elysium, she'd put on the list just on the off chance that they showed up. Um, so, yeah, she was like, yeah. Uh, just very, you know, welcome. Please enjoy yourselves. The show will be starting soon. All right. And with a gracious nod, the Toreador, both of them, glide inside and elsa you you're looking around you're you're chatting people up so elsa ilva and sophia would all see lena come walking in and on her arm is the toreador primogen dressed all very nice not in the ancient robes that you saw her in elysium but more somewhat more modern but still very very fancy very very uh, beautiful clothing, nice dress with like a nice rose motif going on. Dark roses. Uh, How does Elsa react to this? Uh, Elsa.exe stopped working. Um, oh my God. Elsa like freezes up immediately and doesn't even know what to say about this. And she's like, what the fuck? And, like, she's looking at Paisley, and then she, like, looks back at Lena and her sire, and she, like, immediately walks up to Lena, and what's her first name? What's the countess? The countess? I guess I'll just Fiorella. Fiorella. And she walks up, and she's like, oh, it's so good to see you. Uh, Good night. I, uh, you two look absolutely beautiful. Uh, it's, she doesn't know why they're there, but she's like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're here anyway. So Lena comes over to you and gives you a, like an air kiss by each cheek. Uh, she's real happy to see you. Oh. Um, yeah. And she says, so when I told the countess here 
about uh, when I heard you sing, she had to come and hear it for herself. And so I'm very excited to hear you perform again. And I really think that the Countess Bianchi would also enjoy hearing it. So we're excited. Oh, I'm I'm so excited to start performing in my first club and in in say place I like to call my haven. Um, I'm still very uh, grateful for the prince allowing us to uh, continue being here on this existential plane. Um, but uh, yes, I couldn't be more honored that uh, Countess Fiorelli, Fiorella. <laughs> Fiorella. Fiorella could be here. Fiorelli, Fiorelli. Fiorelli, night and day at Fiorelli. Like a fire. Watch it. That's getting it out. Hold on. Since we're no, taking that has to stay break, in. Let me take no. Stay it in. Keep stay it in, in, man. There's no laughter in vampire. No, keep it in, man. But yeah, no, Chad, that was also in my head. Vampire is serious business. No, no, it's not. Not with the right people. I was going to say there's some there's some Muppet talk going on during this, by the way. Oh, yes. So so while this is going on and Elsa is practically tripping over herself in front of the Toreador, Sophia, you both can't see each other because you're both obfuscated, but you do feel like a, a slight nudge on your shoulder and you hear like a very low kind of like laughing coming from your side it's like oh my god this is gonna be great da your your friend she's like frightened rabbit seeing wolf it is amusing what has made her so frightened though i wonder i like to shake their hands the uh the perky one with the really white teeth and the long blonde hair that is lena she's She's the Toreador in my coterie. I think I, I may have told you about her. The one with the sister that is not talked about. Yes. is the sister that we don't mention at all. Uh, and the other one there, that is the Toreador Primogen of Heidelberg. That is also her sire. And she does not let anybody forget that. Of course not. Pretty people like to flaunt their pretty connections. Oh, Yes. And that particular primogen has her claws in a lot of different industries. Uh, she's a big mover and shaker on the social scene. I think just by her sheer presence here, pretty much guaranteed there's going to be reporters and paparazzi coming in uh, within the hour. This is going to be fun. Indeed. I'm hoping your friend uh, does not... Uh, what is the word? Uh, throw up upon herself, I believe, is this on stage. The stage fear. Your German words are... Oh, Elsa's totally going to choke. I believe there are plenty of snacks around for that moment. It should be entertaining. So that's going on. So more people are, are coming in. Uh, it's getting to the point where the club is getting close to capacity. Well, what about entertainment? Let's talk about entertainment for this club. So, uh, I mean, Elsa, I know you're performing, but that's going to be later. So I'm assuming that there's music playing, there's, is there like a DJ? Is it just like a, a record player connected to some speakers? Uh, a DJ. There is absolutely a DJ. Okay. 
Right on. Dallas would have been like, no, we're not just putting on a record player. There's, there's. Well, no. Elsa wouldn't agree to that either, but I don't know. Elsa would agree to like a live band or something or, but DJ's fine. DJ's totally cool. We're set up to have a live band, I think, definitely, but it's going to be more of a down-the-road kind of thing when we yeah. have a name and fans will want to play there. Yeah, and someone that's actually good. Right. And so the music's playing, the alcohol is flowing, tiny hors d'oeuvres are being served. It's a small kitchen, so it's not like you're serving dinner for people, but it's a grand opening, so you have like some nice catering going on. And uh, Elsa, you do such a wonderful job of greeting people. They feel comfortable here. They're sticking around. They want to stay. It's like, yeah, you know, we were kind of on the fence about staying here, but the hostess is really nice. There's a goddamn countess is coming to see the performance. So we're going to stick around and watch the show. Yeah. And as, uh, let's see. As time goes on, is is Ulva doing anything other than just observing and, and making snarky comments about everything in this goth club? She, I mean, she'll point to Sophia and point to or somebody like with a mohawk and be like, "I wonder, does that get stuck in doors when they go through? You think, or is there just enough bend that it flattens as they go?" You know, I don't know. We should test that out. We should also. I was told there's two. I've only seen one. And that is the pretty Bruja Toyador Washawawa. Where's the other? Dallas. I'm assuming that she's outside bouncing. But uh, at this point, uh, Dallas, Peter, he comes out and he says he's kind of taking over a shift because, you know, you standing outside all night long is bound to be boring for anybody so he just says hey, i'm relieving you for a little bit you have the list here you go yeah it's crowded in here yeah wow. uh, i think we've got most of the the big names already here but just you know in case you can keep an eye out there's a countess here i know also um do you see that woman and she'll point out lena yeah if a woman who looks exactly like her, only wearing a different style, comes to the door, get me immediately. She's welcome in the club, but I want to warn her that her sister is here. Do not mention her sister. Bad blood. Bad blood. We want to avoid a scene. Okay. All right. So he takes the clipboard and the list from you. And Thank you, Peter. Yeah, you're welcome. And you go walking in there, and when Dallas walks in, Sophia points out, oh, there she is. And she, well, you can't really see her point, but she says, you know, she's coming right through the doors right now. And so you see Dallas in her gothy plaid and black lipstick and what was it, like turquoise and purple hair? Yep. I like this one. That's the gangrel. Gangrel? Huh. She looks like Enot. Uh, what is word in Russian? A small, small creature, black around eyes. <laughs> Enot, they eat trash. A raccoon? Like a raccoon. Ah, raccoon. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. Russian lessons paying off, guys. <laughs> How do you say trash panda in Russian? I'm not sure, but I can look it up. 
so everyone gets pointed out. The club is kicking off. Our time passes. A couple of hours pass. And Elsa, it is time for you to perform. Yeah, okay. Definitely. We're up. Let's do this. How's Elsa feeling as she mounts the steps to get onto the elevated stage? Holy shit! Alright, um... You've got this. You're gonna be fine. Deep oh, breath. Oh, yeah. Just totally. The, the Countess is just here. Yeah, it's going to be okay. Fucking great. Burn some of your hunger if you need to. I mean, I have... I have one hunger. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. you can... You can use extra blood is what she's trying to say. Oh, if you need um, to. Pizza! Make a rouse check to increase your skill pool by one, if you want. So you're calling for Peter? Yeah. Okay, so he comes... Somebody else had taken over bouncing. Probably, it's a slow trickle at this point. I need a comfort snack. (laughs) While this is happening, Yelva turns to Sophia. So let's have a little bet. She falls on the way upstairs. You tell me where to find hair dye and um, that iris pencil, the thing that you make the lines with on your face. Mascara? If not, I let you... No, not that. The other one. the That goes down here in the round eyes. Okay, sure. If I lose bit, I hope you find something tasty to eat here. Da? Okay, so you're, you're betting that she trips on her way up to the stage? Sure, I'll take that action. And so, Elsa, you call Peter over before you, you get up on the stage. He, he goes into the back, the little green room area with you. And quick question, is there anything that, he, that you want him to refer to you as personally in your interaction, since he is technically your ghoul and your servant? Miss Elsa. Okay, yes, Miss Elsa. You need me? Um, yeah, I am just feeling a little nervous tonight, and I was wondering if, uh, you could help me out with that. What do you need me to do? I just, I just want to, uh, make you feel good for about two minutes. Is that okay? Sure. He, he offered, he rolls up his sleeve and he offers you his wrist. Yep. Go for it. Going for it. Okay, and you're just going to take a blood point, or uh, you're just going to slake one hunger. Uh, you only have one hunger, so the only way to completely get rid of it is to kill him. If you're not going to do it, you're just drinking a little bit of blood just to, I guess, take some of the edge off. Take the edge off, basically, yeah. Okay, and so now uh, that you want him to introduce you on stage, how is he going to introduce you? A lady of the house. <laughs> okay, so he, you, you do that. You lick the wounds. He shudders a bit, shakes it off after feeling really good for a minute. Fix him up a little bit. Okay, and so he goes out to the stage and he grabs the microphone and introduces the lady of the house. Come and perform a song, and so Elsa, you step up onto the stage. You're nervous. Give me, give me a dexterity roll. 
Elsa wouldn't be that nervous. This is like her. This is her thing. Like I know. Just give me a quick roll. Listen, Yolva's just being bored and snarky. She's she's having fun. Boom. Eight, four, one. All right. Elsa does not stumble or trip as she gets up to the stage. And Sophia nudges you since you can't see her. She, you can only feel her. And Elsa, you get up onto the stage. And what do you do? What do you say? Um, nope, she doesn't do that. She doesn't just screech into the into the void. Um. So you step up and the lights are on you. So you don't really have a good view of the entire crowd, but you can hear, but before you went up there, you could hear that it was a lot of people in there. Not Maybe not a full house, but there were definitely a lot of people that are here to watch you perform. There's a lot of eyes on Elsa right now, and she's super glad about that. And she just, she's like, I want to thank everyone for coming in tonight. And tonight I'm going to be performing a song uh, that has stuck close to my heart. And she's going to perform the, uh, the last song that Lena heard her sing. Okay. And so are you going to be using your, pre- your power of awe? Yes, absolutely. So that would be 10 dice, well, nine regular dice, one hunger die, and you sing. Give me a roll. Eight, 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 seven, ten, one, three, two, four. So that's at least five successes. That is very impressive. Jesus. So you sing and you turn on your supernatural appeal. And as you do, there's complete silence for the duration of your performance. Uh, Sophia is even quiet. And Ulva, this is, gee, this is beautiful singing. This is very nice, very emotional, actually. And uh, Dallas, when she is performing, what are you doing? Dallas is uh, kind of leaning against uh, the bar a little bit that she, and running a hand across where she had uh, spent so many hours and listening and just kind of looks at the stage and gives like a little nod like, yeah, you could do it. Good job. And then is just kind of keeping an eye on the crowd and, and um, the and also kind of keeping an eye on the door at the same time. Uh, She's seen what uh, Elsa's singing has done to people before, so she just wants to kind of keep an eye and making sure everything's all right. All right. And just just from my knowledge, Elsa, the song that you're singing, uh, what language is it in? German. Oh, okay. Around this time in Germany uh, singing in German was considered very folksy like the older generations kind of shied away from that but the younger generations the counterculture there was a big resurgence in singing songs that were in German uh, as kind of you know it's different. asserting themselves yeah it's it's different than what other people hear and like going against the the countercultures of what older Germany German people 
used to listen to. And also, like, she was hoping that even though she's singing in German, she wants people who don't speak the language to even, to like, they, she wants them to feel the emotions, even though they can't understand the words. Like, the emotion is there, and, and the, like, the, the reaction is there, she's hoping. Okay. And with the number of successes that you got, you definitely accomplished this. Anybody who's looking at the crowd for reactions would see, you know, the mortals are all, they're stunned. They're just enraptured. All eyes are on Elsa. And at the table where Lena and Fiorella are sitting, uh, when, as the performance is going on, you see Fiorella reaches out for Lena and they hold hands and Fiorella puts another hand on her chest and she looks very moved by oh. the music. Oh no! Dallas gives a little nod like, good job. And Lena also looks moved. She's she's heard this song before and she's heard you perform it before but she's she's dabbing at her at the corners of her eyes with a dainty little handkerchief and both of the Toreador are just very, very much into the song. Don't let that blush run, girl. Uh, Elsa, after you perform, you probably perform a couple of songs, but the, the first one was the one that had the most impact. And when your oh, yeah. time, yeah, when the time on your stage is done, you get a standing ovation. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> thunderous applause. Shouts of encore, but no, you must go. I'm bowing. I'm curtsying. Um, like I'm thanking everyone for coming out, and I hope to see them at you know the next night. And I will be performing the night after and sing like that. And I I go off stage, and I'm I'm like Dallas, Dallas, <laughs> Dallas. All right. So as you go off. The- stage and back into the the green room area uh peter's in there and he he well first of all he when you stop he's like that was that was amazing that was so so good miss elsa um but look while you were up there and performing uh some flowers came for you and he motions over to a table in the green room with like this big bouquet of like nice like bright flowers and there's a card that just says Elsa on it. Aww. Does it uh, does it have a name? Well, if you pull out the card on this little holder and open it up, it says I was called away on some other business. I'm sorry I could not make it to the grand opening. I wish you luck. And it's signed Leon. Uh, <laughs> fucking Elsa's jumping up like she kind of jumps up and down and she giggles and um she's like oh my god Dallas Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. um she's calling Dallas in the so green room Dallas as a gangrel would hear the high pitched squealing coming from the green room that nobody else can hear excuse me for a moment she talks to the person to whoever she's talking to and excuses herself politely and heads to the green room of, ow, my ears are ringing. I'm so Everything sorry. Everything okay? 
She shows the note. She's like, Leon brought these for me. <laughs> I'm very happy for you. That's awesome. Seriously, I thought it was going to be Maximilian. I was going to be so scared. I may also have thought that it might have been Maximilian. I, I was really worried. I was putting an X in front of my arms. I was like, nope, I don't want this. Our storyteller has done things to us where we just assume that the nicest gift is from Maximilian and we don't want shit to do with it. <laughs> Break a leg for all I know. <laughs> I wonder how Yilda and Maximilian would get along. Elsa and Elsa's having a moment and Dallas is kind of helping her with that. Uh, Sophia has been quiet for a bit. And after the, the applause fades and people start sitting down and going back to their clubbing, you hear Sophia go, damn, that wasn't bad. Duh, it was good until the end. I did not like her simpering. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess if you're going to run a club like this, you kind of have to, fuck, I don't even know. Uh, what does terms American use, uh? Kiss anus, I believe. Kiss ass? Da, yeah, she's saying this as she's like trying to subtly wipe away all the messy blood tears. Well, you know, she wants people to uh, come back to her club, I guess. And I guess it's a good thing that you are obfuscated because nobody can see you crying. Oh, yeah, there, there is. Yeah, she had a lot of memories brought up of home and her family and so Ilva, Ilva's talking a good game, but as she's hidden, she's really just kind of wiping away the the ugly crying that she was doing. Yeah, thankfully she did not wear eyeliner tonight. No, that would just ruin your face. It's already ruined, Chad. Remember, half of her right side is caved in. Right. So, that is opening night of the club, unless anybody else wants to do anything special. The the club will stay open till maybe an hour, a half hour before dawn. So, Sophia would leave a lot sooner than that. Uh, Ilva, you could probably go with her if you want, or stick around behind uh, Elsa and Dallas have to make sure that you know people are leaving, that the club is uh, closed down properly before they turn in for the day. Yeah, Elsa is going to, like, after she's calmed down from the flowers and, like, just had a moment, she's going to go back out with Dallas and she's going to start talking to people again and thanking everyone for coming out and, like, wow, oh, did you see the Countess, too? Like, whatever, and because she knows that that's important to people. Um, and like she, um, like people keep asking her, like, did you invite her? I was like, no, I didn't <laughs> like, honestly, no, uh, nine. <laughs> uh, and like, she's starting to realize that there's like r- news reporters outside her club. And she's probably thinking that this is a good time to like, get out of sight. Like, like she's thanking everyone, and especially she wants to thank Paisley. I think is that her name? Aisley. Aisley. Paisley. Aisley. She wants to thank Aisley for coming by. Um, and she definitely wants to talk to her sooner. And she's welcome into the club. 
Okay. If she feels like it. So as you're going out there, you know, the, the mortal club goers are just, that was wonderful. That was fantastic. And, you know, they were giving you lots of compliments, heaping lots of praise on you. You know, Aisley is very congratulatory of you saying that was, that was very impressive. I will see you tomorrow at Elysium. I have, she looks at her, her swatch and says, I have to get going, but I will see you tomorrow night. Yes. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I can't wait to see you and maybe talk about the university. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe. And so she takes her leave and you're glad handing some more. And then Lena and her sire approach you. Lena, uh, she's, that was wonderful. This is fantastic. This was such a great night. Thank you. Uh, I do, I, I, she looks around and says, I'm not so much into the goth thing, but I think I might be coming back. And she says, and my, and the, the countess really enjoyed your performance too. And Fiorella, she doesn't look like she can find the proper words at this moment, but she does reach out to you and, and give your hand a little squeeze and she smiles. And as she walks off, Lena says, so we will see you tomorrow at Elysium, correct? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so honored that you could be here and especially Countess Fiorella as well. Yeah, we, we will definitely be there tomorrow. Uh, Elsa, I'm going to retract what I said about her like leaving because there's news reporters. She's the owner of the club. She's going to go out there and own it. Okay. So you probably go out along with Lena and Fiorella. And as and when Fiorella steps out, the cameras go off. And you would step out. And you know, Fiorella, she, she nods to you as a sign of thanks. And there's more cameras going off. And, and Lena you know, shakes your hand. And they both leave the club. And the reporters and the, the paparazzi outside are, are trying to get the Countess's attention. They're being ignored. So they're just paparazzi. So they turn to, to you, Elsa, and they're like, Miss, 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 a word, a word. And they're, you know, got the little recorders out, seeing if you could give them a statement. Can I get Dallas out there too? Or does that, can I like quickly like go to Dallas and be like, do you want to come outside with me? <laughs> But you can look back into the club, get Dallas's attention, and gesture for her to come on out. It's Dallas's choice. Dallas will come out. She won't say anything, but she'll stand nearby and be listening. And basically, if, if she senses that things are might be getting out of hand, or if there's like uh, questions that become potentially overly sensitive to uh, the the countess's privacy or Elsa's privacy, she'll kind of like step in as. Elsa's bodyguard and be like, that's enough questions for now. And okay. So are at the moment, are you remaining unseen away from the paparazzi or are you stepping out? I'm remaining unseen. Okay. So like every good bodyguard just out of peripheral. Okay. And so Elsa, do you want to give the press a statement, a short statement? Yeah. Um, definitely. Just to be like, I hope 
I was honored that the countess could come in, uh, vis uh, her companion, and um, I definitely hope that uh, the night will be as even more successful than this night. And uh, thank you all for coming. And then she'll pose and like turn around and leave and go back in. All right. And come, like, she'll also fuck sorry um she'll be like you know spread the word about uh de hexen light let every uh you know cultural person every german person know that if if you offer the people and not hurtful and spiteful of others you are welcome in so yeah she does that and then walks away Okay, so they get a couple of you pose for a couple of quick pictures and then go back inside, and then the paparazzi kind of disperses. There's nothing more to be seen, yeah. and so that's pretty much how that night is going to go. Unless anybody has anything really important that they want to do, uh, Ilva. I was going to say because Yulva's at hunger four, and she did promise Sophia a meal. She's going to take her off to her hunting grounds and, you know, let her find a little snack and have a snack herself. All right. So you're going to go hunting. All right. Give me a strength plus brawl roll to see if you can find a suitable victim. Cool. Cool. So three successes on the hunger die, one failure on a hunger die, and then a one failure on a reg- on the regular sh- skill die. So three successes, two failures. So you got three successes. So you are scouring the dark corners and alleyways of Heidelberg, away from the club. You find a suitable person. You see somebody who, he's drunk. He's staggering down the alleyway and uh, an innocent little cat gets in his way and he kicks the cat. So this is definitely an evildoer. So you rush him. Oh, yeah. She rushes him, throws him against the wall. What do you do? And how much hunger do you slake? Uh, She throws him against the wall, uh, pretends to have a gun in her tooth, like makes two fingers into a gun so she doesn't have one at the moment and says, drop your wallet and drop anything else valuable. And waits for him to do that. And once she does it, she just <sighs> and goes in and slakes all of her hunger. So you you press his face up against the wall. Yep. So he's not seeing you. Okay. So he drops his wallet and stuff, and you bleed him dry. Yeah. Okay. So humanity six, you guys. <laughs> she she realizes when you gotta eat, you gotta eat. And I'm guessing that the stain on your humanity is going to be mitigated by your personal tenant of having compassion for animals. He heard a little kitten. All right. We'll, we'll get back to that. But you're not hungry anymore. And Sophia, watching from the darkness, says, Damn, girl. Don't get too hangry anymore. I will try not to. It's been a rather hard few days finding something to... Uh, sustain on 
Right. So now you have a wallet and whatever else he dropped. And that is how you are ending your night. So everybody, we are going to speed things up a little bit. You go down for the day. The day passes. People live out their lives. You remain still as a corpse. And the night comes, the sun sets. And I want each of you to give me another rouse check to awaken. That's a one. That's a ten. So, Dallas, the beast comes out of its cage a little bit as your hunger raises to two. Uh, Ilva, you still remain at hunger zero. The beast is somewhat comatose after last night. And what did Elsa get? Ten? Wow. All right. So Elsa's hunger does not go up either. And so you all awaken the next night, and it is the night of Elysium. The club is opening at like 11 o'clock at night, but you have staff, you have employees. Peter will remain there to make sure that the club opens smoothly. You've already performed. Nobody's expecting you to perform tonight. So Peter can take care of things. And I tell Peter, uh, if there's anything wrong, if the place is on fire, call me immediately or send a cab or something. All right. So you, you give them the number where you'll be at? Yeah. And, um, okay. Yeah. When I get there, I'll, like, can I let someone know that if a Peter calls, like, to get me or something? I don't know. You can do that. And so it is the night of the Elysium. You all awaken. You have a couple of hours before the festivities start. How are each of you preparing? Dallas is uh, altering a suit jacket that she found at the Goodwill. Or the, the German version of Goodwill. Yeah. I'll, I'll post it in our chat. Elsa's going to do what Elsa's going to do and get all goth pretty and um, not be in her in her black velvet this time, but kind of be in a more leathery dress. It's just all leather. It's not punk leather. It's sleek goth leather. Made out of human skin. <laughs> made of Christina's ex-boyfriend. Um uh just kidding. Um yeah, so yeah, she's just going to get all all pretty again and actually put on like this black jeweled necklace that she had uh just laying around in her in her room. Okay. And Ilva, how are you preparing for this? So she would have asked Sophia the other night where to find black leather pants. She's going to kind of gussy up her look a little. Um, She's also going to dye her hair now. And it's just, it's neon purple and neon blue streaks just all throughout it. And then she's going to put on her fancy patched leather jacket, which I will share in our chat. Dallas will approve. Uh, all the all these different bands and everything, and she's just basically getting ready to look like a punk rocker, and you know, go rock Elysium and say hi to the prince and everybody. And at, while you're dyeing your hair and getting stuff ready, Nulva, uh Sophia actually swings by your haven with a pair of leather pants. 
Ah, donka. Yeah, she tosses it on, I guess, whatever you use. Do you do you sleep on an actual bed or a coffin or a stone slab? What's going? What's what? What's the arrangement here? She's got a bed. It's just it's kind of messy. It's got a bunch of blankets on it, and she probably throws it right where Stella is laying, and there's just an angry little like as Stella pokes her head out, and then like, and Yavel's like, ah, I just brushed her. Now I must brush again to make her look presentable. Uh, sure. So, uh, I'm gonna walk you to Elysium. It's at the Hotel Zumritter. Really fancy place. Uh, you know, whatever. But it's not that far from here, so whenever you're ready, we'll get going. Uh, Sophia is all, she's all gussied up. You know, miniskirt, halter top, some piercings, some new piercings. She's wearing, she's got, she's got a wig on. I like that wig color on you. She says it says she's like hopping around, getting in the leather pants, and then dunks her head into the sink and quickly rinses it out. Right. Uh, Sophia also brought a little packet of cornstarch to help you get into those pants. Thank you for that image. But yeah, she gets the pants on, gets everything all ready to go, puts on a fresh, just plain black tank top this time. No symbols or anything. Um, and... She does a little twirl. So what do you think? Presentable enough for Prince? Sure. I mean, you know, we're Nosferatu. We can wear whatever the hell we want, really. That is true. As long as they don't have to look at us too much. Oh, then that's no fun. We must make them look. Right, exactly. And she, she kind of adjusts herself. You ready? Da, Stella, and she taps her shoulder, and Stella just jumps up and wraps herself around her shoulders and gives a little, like, the fox version of happy, happy little dog noises. That'll go great in the, in the Elysium. <laughs> a live animal. Better than some of the guests. Well, you know, the whole place is rented out, so it's okay. So you two go the underground back way in darkness to get to the hotel. Uh, Elsa and Dallas, are you two going to be arriving together? Yeah. yeah probably. Yeah, but um, Elsa is going to go up to Dallas um, while they're getting ready, and she's like, so that was a big Camarella move. Yeah. Just a wee bit. Her as arriving for the count and all that, and that was a little scary. Not going to lie. Ah, you did a great job, Danka. Uh, but I put on a good show, thinking that they were well invited in my haven, in our haven. Sorry. Uh, hey, the club, you're the face of the club. I just, you know, I've. You keep it safe. <laughs> you keep me safe. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, that was the biggest act of tonight was being excited they were there. Uh, I mean, I was excited they were there because. It means more money. It means more money, but I'm 
not so sure if I'm a fan of them anymore. I kind of did deplete my life savings to open this place, so I'm I, I'm a little more concerned on the money end right now. But I do understand your your. I understand your concerns. You just. I remember when you were in secondary school and there were people who were just like the cheerleader, super rah-rah peppy folks. You just got to play their game and know that it's a game and you just got to learn how to play it and play it just as well as you do. They do. And uh, you do a good job of that. So keep them guessing. Never let them think that they have you pegged. Yeah, I definitely tried to do that last night and... Danke. And yes, we do need some money and see attention right now. Uh, hopefully I can get on Joe's side. Have you heard from her? <laughs> yeah, I'm hang out with Joe a couple nights a week. Cool. Has she talked any more shit about me or? No, we've just been shooting pool, mainly talking punk stuff. Ah, at least you have a new friend. Whatever. All right. Uh, she's gonna. She's like, I'm ready. I'm ready too. Let's go. So I need Ilva to roll a d10, and I need somebody to roll a d10 for Elsa and Dallas. Whoever rolls highest, we will get there first. Go for it, Tony. Eight. I got a five, so Dallas and Elsa arrive first. Dallas and Elsa arrive at Elysium first. You get to the doors of the Hotel Zumritter, and the Gould doormen let you in, just like last time you were here. They direct you upstairs. You know where to go. You're in the same ballroom area, and most of the Camarilla kindred are here. Uh, the prince is also here as well, not making a, a dramatic entrance late. Uh, Leon, Reinhard, and Aisley are also here. All the Tremere are here. Uh, Werner hasn't arrived yet. Is Maximilian there? <laughs> yeah, yes, he's there. Okay. <laughs> Great. Just needed to know that for no reason. Yes, he is standing in the corner very stiffly just watching I'm gonna just glare at him for two seconds and then just go about my business he is unconcerned and as you walk in the two of you uh, Lena is there uh, because you know she's the harpy and she's the one that sets up Elysium so she's been here for a while and she approaches the two of you and grabs your hand, Elsa, and says, I'm so glad to see you. That was last night was so marvelous. It was wonderful. I was very I was very moved. I was touched. Oh, I'm so glad that you were touched. And I hope the same thing happened to uh Countess as well. I was so excited that uh the Hexen Light was such a success last night. Yes, and she did tell me she did want to have a word with you tonight. Excellent. And in Dallas, that was that was very impressive bouncing that you did last night. You were very scary. I, I excel at scary. I don't have uh, 
Dear Elsa's talents, unfortunately. Elsa is just beaming. Um. <laughs> right, and Henry did have to send his regrets. He was not able to make it last night. And other things come up, but such is on life. Yeah, of course. Uh, definitely. And so this is her turn. This is her time to act like the gracious hostess. And so she's you know, glad handing you all. She's directing you to where if you need to feed. There's the, the lounge area has been set up with lots of reclining chairs and very comfortable furniture where you can play with your food first. Okay. Anything in particular that you two would like to do like immediately as soon as you get to Elysium. It hasn't kicked off yet. Uh, is Sophia there? Not that you see. Is Aisley there? Yes, she is there. Gonna go talk to her. <laughs> All right, you go to her. She gives you a, a warm smile and says, congratulations about last night. It was wonderful. Wizzes, we've been talking about it. Danka, everyone's been so nice to me. And uh, just happy that people were there to have a good time and listen to me. Uh, that was really special. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So you and her chat a little bit. Uh, is there anything? Is there anything Dallas wants to do, or just kind of waiting for the the night to end? Dallas is going to. Uh, kind of meander towards Maximilian and just kind of nod and go, Maximilian, good to see you. Hostia. And then just, you know, just kind of be pleasant and polite, but just kind of uh, mingle a little bit, kind of remembering her whole, you know, they see you as an animal kind of thing, so keep them on their toes. Don't let them figure out that they've had... Don't let them think that they have you pegged kind of mentality. And so while you two are doing this, Sophia and Yulva arrive and you go in you know, through the front doors. There's ghouls there. They direct you upstairs. You go upstairs. You see like this big grand ballroom. There's tables with nice tablecloths set up. There's chairs. There's a lot of vampires in here. You see Elsa and Dallas have already gotten here before you. You know, some other other kindred are showing up. Uh, what does Yulva do? How close is it to the start of Elysium? You guys got there probably within about 30 minutes or so. Uh, or when the majority of the kindred in the city show up. All right. Um, she'll nod to Sophia. Danke, friend. Um, she'll light these first, after all. And she's going to follow Sophia in, trying to follow the protocols and not make too big of a statement. Right. And so Sophia says, don't worry, just you're here, you're being seen right now. And when we get things started, actually, right now, how about both of us approach the prince and introduce you to her, just to get that out of the way. You ready? I believe that would be best. Of course, I'm always ready. And she flashes her a... She's trying to make it a charming smile, but it's a nasty smile. It's all crooked teeth and sharp fangs. Yeah, so there's no telling. So Sophia's like, so come on. 
and she takes you over to the prince where uh, you know the, some of the other Tremere are and Elsa and Dallas you see Sophia is there your friend Sophia and it looks like there's another Nosferatu with her uh, Ilva explain to Elsa and Dallas what you look like right so Yilva's about five nine she's got a hunch so she's hunched over so it looks like she's stooping but um all along her face are veins that just stand out along with patches of psoriatic skin all over her her right half of her cheek um or her right side of her face where her cheek is is completely sunken in and there's a scar there and it almost looks like a tire track but you have to get closer to see that part. Um, you can also see that her hands are very gnarled and arthritic. And, you know, she looks like, as I described earlier, that punk rocker look with the choppy hair. Looks like she did it herself with the bright purple and neon blue streaks. And on her shoulder is a dark silver fox that has a patch over her left eye that's in the shape of a star. It's like a white patch in the shape of a star. Hence the name Stella. It's a baby. It's the best baby. And so Sophia leads you over to Prince Hannah Lintbeck. And so Hannah is there. She's talking. She's actually conversing with Leon and, and Reinhard right now while Elsa is talking to Aisley. And Sophia stands behind Prince Hannah. And she, you're not entirely certain if this is mocking all the Nosferatu in the room know that this is mocking. She makes a very deep, deep bow and does not straighten herself until the prince decides to pay attention to her. So the prince turns around and Sophia stands up and she says, my prince, I would like to introduce another member of clan Nosferatu, one of my fellows. This is Ulva Molotov. And Yova bows a little bit, a little bit lower than Sophia, but not enough to where it looks like she's mocking. And Stella jumps off her shoulders and does kind of that downward doggy stretch bow as well. So the prince looks at the two of you and uh, she nods and she looks over at you, Ilva, and says, How long do you plan on staying in Heidelberg? At that, she straightens up and taps her shoulder and lets Stella hop back on. As long as you will let me, my prince, I was hoping to put a permanent residence. If not, I understand and will move on. Not that we are in danger of overcrowding. I'm just wondering where you intend on making a haven. I have heard recently that Heidelberg has developed no sewer systems. Perhaps I shall... Stay down there and make sure the city's rat problem does not overflow. Yes, that might be the most appropriate. Uh, she looks over at Sophia and says, So I'm assuming that you are showing our young friend the ropes. She's not entirely certain. And Sophia goes, Yes, yes, Prince. I am giving her all the information that she needs to know to be successful in this city. Hannah nods and looks over at you, Ilva, and says, so as long as you abide by the traditions and don't cause any trouble, you are welcome in Heidelberg. She bows low, or she bows low again. Thank you, my prince. I shall honor to uphold all of our upstanding traditions and be a proud member of our society. 
this is all totally mocking, by the way, to the other Nostrat to get it. Oh, yes. And so she dismissively just turns around and goes back to her conversation. And Sophia straightens up and heads on over to the snack lounge and tells you, Ilva, is like, so, uh, mingle. Duh, I shall mingle. Enjoy your snack. And so she wanders off. So Yolva kind of takes a look around the room. Um, would Elsa still be talking with everybody that she was talking with? Because I'm trying to figure out who's not. I'm talking to Aisley. Okay. So seeing that, she notices Dallas and gets a little smirk and walks over. Who is not talking to anybody. She kind of very subtly slides over next to her and says, Not one for conversation. Um. Not my type of party, but, you know, it's uh, good nonetheless to check in and, and make sure that we're not stepping on toes. You are a smudge little yet on then. I'm sorry? Pardon. Uh, German, not first language. Uh, Mine either. Raccoon. Oh, thank you. You remind me of them. They are wonderful creatures. They are very cute, yes. Uh, uh, Dallas, I don't believe I've met you. Yova holds out her hand. Yova, very nice to meet you. Likewise, I like your jacket. That's fantastic. Also, your hair is amazing. Oh, danke. Thank you. This I have uh, patched over travels. Lots of different bands. Uh, Sire was from England. Took me there briefly. So many good punk bands. Oh, great punk bands. I don't have my uh, punk cred on for this kind of party, but I I've got a I've got a, a nice denim jacket with some pastures as well. I'd love to swap music collections with you sometime. So rare to find someone who, you know, actually listens. Da, I would I would appreciate. I mean, I'm sure also friends here she likes music as well and she gestures to Stella who kind of peeks up and looks over at Dallas and sniffs at her and kind of nudges her like, Hi, can I have pets? Can I have pets? You seem nice. I want pets. Oh, she's very cute. We'll reach out and just give her a little scratch on the head. The happy fox noises happen. This is Stella. She is oldest, oldest friend. A good friend to have. Oh, da, very good. But yes, I'd like to. I'd love to swap music collections. How would I do so? Would you come to my haven, or would you like to come me to come to your haven? Whichever is easier. I know most prefer not to come down to sewer. I. Pretty open, so which, whichever is easiest. Um, I, I have uh, my coterie mate and I run a club, so I've got a pretty good system for listening to music uh, in there as well, if needed. So, but I'm sure the sewers probably with a little bit of echo have got a great sound reverberation going on. I think your system better than my system. I have very old record players, some less like. So I will come to your club. Uh, what is name of club again? Totally pretending not to know. She doesn't know that you were there. Drexenlead. Ah, the Drex... The Haxenlead? Yes. Donka. That list. So it is. It's, it's a goth club, but, yeah. Oh, if you want to go for, like, really good good punk, Heidi's Place is amazing. Heidi's Place? I have not heard. I've only been in town for a few days now. I will take you. I'll introduce you to the locals. It'll be a blast. I, I appreciate that very much. Inside, yay, all achievements for session complete. Yay, and so uh, Yulva and Dallas are chatting. Uh, Elsa finishes up your conversation with Aisley. As you are done, 
talking to Aisley, uh, Leon approaches you, Elsa, and says, did you get my message? Yeah, I did. And she's trying very hard to be very calm right now. <laughs> yeah, and Aisley uh, just mentions over to Leon, it's like, you, you missed out. Elsa performed wonderfully. It was, it was the most moving performance that I've been to since I died. Uh, what a compliment. And yes, Elsa's like gleaming with every word that's coming out of Aisley's mouth. And she's like, mm, and she's smiling and she's just so excited. But yeah, she definitely, she, she looks at Leon. She's like, yeah, I did. Saint Danka. Leon smiles like, well, I'm, I'm very happy that it went well. Maybe I can catch your next performance. I'm doing one tomorrow night. So yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I will see what I can do. That would be appreciated. Yeah. This is conversations are going on more and more. Kindred are trickling in. You know, Werner's there. Uh, Fiorella's there. Everyone is present. And at this point, the prince begins the Elysium. She steps out into the, the middle of the floor and claps her hands twice sharply for attention and announces to, to all the kindred here that our white problem has been solved. Dallas, Elsa, please come forward. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> okay. Dallas hops too, not too wanting to disappoint the prince. Enjoy, my friend. I believe you are being honored. Stand head tall. So you two approach a little bit, like just take a couple of steps forward, just enough to be out of the crowd. The prince looks at the two of you and says, the city owes you a debt. That was a vicious animal that needed to be put down and you acquitted yourselves marvelously. Thank you. And she gives you a light applause that is echoed by some of the other kindred in the room. Your debt to me has been paid. And she glances over to Lena. Lena makes a note of that. So we don't have to worry about that. Uh, But then she looks up at the both of you again and says, however, there is the issue that has come to my attention recently that you are starting to spend time with some, how should we say, questionable company. I remind you that you have been welcomed by the Camarilla, and the Camarilla protects its own. Its own. I would invite you to reflect on that for the rest of the night. Absolutely. She looks over at... You, Yulva, and says, and we have a new Nosferatu in Heidelberg, known as Ilva. Ah, my prince, and she does a sort of like that bow. With a flourish. And she says, as long as this Nosferatu abides by the traditions and keeps the peace, she is welcome in the city. Let no one bring harm to her. Thank you, my prince. And now there is the little matter of, and at this point, the doors bust open and a woman comes walking in. She's she's not so much disheveled, just looks like she's been traveling for a long time. She's her She has uh, some feathered hair, but she's wearing a beret. Uh, she has uh, fishnet stockings on over some tights. She's got some some keds on. She has like a, a Madonna t-shirt on and this very bright neon jacket over everything. 
and she jumps in. She's looking around. She's wide-eyed, and she looks in the middle of the room, and there's some ghouls that are coming out trying to hold her back. And she's like, no, no, I have to talk to the prince. This is important. This is important. Don't don't touch me. Don't, don't touch me. Stay away. Back. And she, like, slaps one of their hands. And the prince raises an eyebrow over this whole scene, and she gestures for the ghouls to, to back off for a second. And she looks at the newcomer and says, say what you need to say. But don't get violent. And the newcomer, uh, she's no, no. She, she stops. She thinks for a second. She takes a couple of steps forward and she does a very deep curtsy, almost like it was almost like she was trying to remember how to curtsy. But she did that and she gets up and she goes, uh, "Prince, uh, let me introduce myself. I am Maria." And she's speaking with a, a Spanish accent. She goes, "I am Maria of Clad Malkavian, and I have come because I have a message for you." And she looks around, and for all the kindred of the city. And at the mention of Maria's clan, a lot of eyes start rolling. The prince, she's trying to remain, like, stone-faced, but intrigued. She's like, continue. And she stands up, and she says, Prince, I've seen... I've seen something. Uh, a dam will break. The the city will flood. No, no, not a flood. It will be overrun uh, by by something. I I don't know. Um, rats? Maybe. I don't. Are there rats in Germany? I I can't remember. There will be a huge something or other going on very soon. And then she nods, like she just said something important. And the prince, everybody just kind of just watching this scene. Some are whispering to each other. And Hannah looks over at Maria and says, who told you to give me this message? And Maria said, oh, it's, I was just told the, the I had to, it was, it was the, the, the urging. Uh, something important is going on in the city and I have to observe and it's big, whatever it is, big for Germany, big for the city. Hannah says, so how long do you need to stay? Maria's like, I don't know, but it'll probably be longer than a week. Maybe, I hope. Or am I too late? I don't know. Does Heidelberg have dams? Anyone? Does anybody? Nine. No. I don't. Elsa speaks up. She's like, nine. Oh. Well... Something will break. That I know. This is true. As far as the truth gets you. I will... I'll stay out of the way. I will do what I need to do, but I have to watch. Even if it's from the woods. Hannah gives a slight sigh. Says, as long as you keep the traditions and don't cause too much of a ruckus... You are welcome in Heidelberg. Let no one, let it never be said that Heidelberg was not welcoming to adherence of the traditions, no matter how trying they may be. Maria says, thank you. Can I sit down now? She's like, yes, you may sit down. Goes, Good. And she walks over to a chair, nods to it, and then sits down. Chad, why do you do this to me? Why do you make me fall in love with your NPCs? It's not intentional. I just make lovable NPCs. I love Maria. And so the prince calms herself and turns around and goes into 
what she was about to talk about, which is more kindred political bullshit, more or less, you know, talking about so-and-so has a dispute over feeding rights at this place, and so the prince is going to make a decision, and it's, it's a whole bunch of stuff that is better left unsaid. While this is going on and the prince is dealing with individual kindred's beefs, you three are free to roam and mingle. Let's do some highlights. Any major things that you guys would like to, to do or interact with? So two people that she wants to interact with. Uh, she's going to go up to Maria and be like, I, I also am new in town. If you need a place to crash at least one or two nights till you find your own haven. Mine is all clan Machiavellian does very much good work for our society and must be honored and bows because she does truly respect the clan. Okay. So that's a lot of hair color going on. Da, I uh, did it today. What do you think? She swishes her head back and forth. She stops and she narrows her eyes. She says, say that again. I did it myself today. What do you think? Swish, swish, swish. What country am I in? You are in Germany. I though from Russia. Traveled around quite a bit. It's really weird hearing German with a Russian accent. Uh, it is hard to say with Russian accent. Wow. Da. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Um, well, thank you for the offer. Um, I, I'll i see what I can do. If I need to call on you, I will. I really don't know about owing Nosferatu a favor, though. It's, oh, there's stories. Lots of stories. They say a lot of things. She looks around. She's like, they're saying a lot of things right now. Um... Yeah, so... I, I understand, but not all are true. No, probably not. I mean, you know, all the stuff that they say about my clan is not necessarily true. That I understand. Our clan should stick together. We both understand. She gestures around her. Beauty is not all it seems. Da? And sanity is overrated, yes. Da? And she, she's looking around uh, at all the other kindred here, and she she looks... Over in the distance says, oh, I got to talk to somebody. I'll be right back. And she gets up and walks off. What was the other person that you wanted to talk to, Milva? Take Elsa's measure and introduce herself to Elsa and see what sort of person the White Slayer is. Milva, you go walk on over to Elsa. Much honored to you. It was, from my understanding, you are Beast Slayer. I did not do, you know, much of said. The slaying, it was all Dallas. I merely just sang to the saying and, you know, distracted it for a little while. Yes, it's a little uh, my thing to sing, but it worked. So we managed to kill it before it could kill us. So, yeah, but it was all Dallas. She she wrecked that thing. She took the gang girl inside her and really let it out. So she is powerful enough then, huh? Good, good to know. You could say that, yeah. Da. And you, you sing, da? You, would you, would you treat us to song? I would, but I don't think the prince has allowed me to sing in front of her. I would have to set something up with her. Uh, maybe at a later time. If you could come by my club tomorrow night, you are invited, but uh, not allowed to feed. Sorry. Oh no, I I I will take care of myself. I do not. I would not dare encroach on another's territory like that. That is bad manners to do so. Glad you see it that way. And of course, I wouldn't do that in your territory. 
Elsa's kind of a little distracted because she's actually looking for Werner, but she's like, she's trying to keep the conversation going. And she's like, so Russia, Russia, Russia? Da, Russia. How's that going? Depends on who you ask. I do not know. I left in 60s. Da, 60s. You, oh my God. Uh, She looks over at Dallas. Is Dallas looking her way or is she occupied? Dallas is probably just uh, browsing the room. Werner is there. He okay. is there, but you're being talked All to right. right now. So we'll we'll get to that in a minute. So more mingling goes on throughout the night. Uh, Elsa, was there something real quick that you wanted to talk to Werner about? Say hi to him, and I appreciate the the t- the teachings that he's been giving me, and you know I can always. You know, I can always get a my my new ghoul, Peter, to get a book from the university if he ever needs it, or any information from the university if he ever needs it in, you know, favor of him teaching me everything about Bruja. So he graciously thanks you, but says he has no need for that. He has his his own ghouls that can do that, and just the pleasure of having such a wonderful student is payment enough. <laughs> Okay. He's willing to continue teaching you anything you want to know about Clan Bruja. This is kind of what he does. After you have this conversation, you know, the conversation, you're about to say goodbye anyway, but at this point, uh, Fiorella Bianchi comes up to you, Elsa. She gently touches you on the elbow. And as you turn around, she greets you in English. And she says, Elsa, that was... It was such a, it was a wonderful performance last night. Uh, I speak to her in English and I'm like, oh, thank you. I appreciate you coming by and really helping out the club with your, just with your presence. And I think it'll make the club succeed in the, in the future. Yes. My, my child told me she heard you perform and I decided that I did not want to miss that. And of course, if my presence, if my humble presence could help you out, then all the better. Yeah. And NC time. Anytime. <laughs> NC time. Great. I'm glad to hear you say that. I do have a request if you would be so kind as to indulge me. That singing, once again, was so very wonderful. It was so wonderful. You, you were able to make the German language sound beautiful to me. And that is impressive. <laughs> I would very much like for you to come to my haven and sing for me, if you would like. Just an audience of one. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Uh, Elsa's inner monologue is, oh, shit. Um, she's like, yeah, definitely. I, I would be so honored and uh, happy to uh, sing for your one-on-one uh, yeah um, anytime that I'm not singing at the club it would be uh, a wonderful honor alright so she smiles and says I'm so grateful to hear that I will have Lena can give you the details perhaps this weekend well no you're, what, when is the first night your club will be closed Monday. <laughs> well, yeah, probably Monday. Hey, all right, so maybe perhaps Monday when the club isn't open. Yeah, it's a great date. I'll, I'll take it. 
Yeah. Wonderful. I will be anxiously anticipating it. I so will I. She glides away. Not sure how she does that. Dallas, you are Maria comes right up to you. Like just not not even like like slowly. She just comes straight up to you and she looks at you and she points at you and she says, The wolf will be coming for you. You must follow and listen. And then Maria just turns around and goes back to her seat. The Infane Podcast is a proud member of the Nerdsmith Network. Visit nerdsmith.org for all of your nerdy entertainment needs. Uh, I, I'm sorry, guys. We got to jump in. I'm sorry. What do you do? What do you mean jump in? You're going to do a wild jump. You're going to kill I us all. I don't have a choice. Oh, I'm no, sorry. No, this isn't good. You know what happened last time. It, we're not. I got to go. Sorry. Oh, hold God. on. Guys, we're taking fire. Land is near a hospital. Hold on. Like what you hear? This is a small sample of the action and excitement that await you every Monday on the Chaotic Goodness Podcast. Download us on your favorite podcast app and join us for space opera, action, adventure, and lots and lots of console cleaning. Let the chaos begin. Now we can be found as part of the Nerdsmith Podcast Network. Find us at nerdsmith.org.